0: This is Radio Health Journal, I'm Nancy Benson. This week, childhood disease and the helicopter parent. When the parents have difficulty letting go, these adolescents and young adults have difficulty learning to manage their conditions. Helping pediatric patients graduate to adult self-care when Radio Health Journal returns.
1: I'm Reed Pence, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show. Here's a preview of what they're covering on Viewpoints this week. This week on Viewpoints. So much information out there is big data from the Internet, what we learn about who we really are from all this data.
2: Google data scientist and author of the book, Everybody Lies. Big data, new data, and what the Internet can tell us about who we really are. Then.
1: From the beginning, we're like coddling our girls, and we're protecting them. And sometimes it's in the name of safety. But as girls get older, they get addicted to
2: perfection.
0: A look at some of the unfair expectations placed on women. I'm Marty Peterson,
2: and I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your Public
1: Affairs Magazine Viewpoint. Listen to Viewpoints on your favorite radio station, iTunes, and Stitcher.
0: Helicopter parents often have trouble backing off and letting their kids fail, but it can be especially difficult and heart-wrenching when a child has a chronic illness. However, experts say helicopter parenting in cases like those could have dire consequences.
3: When the parents have difficulty letting go of managing their children's condition, These adolescents and young adults have difficulty learning to manage their conditions. So helicopter parents are not necessarily the best thing for these kids to learn about managing their conditions.
0: That's Dr. Maria Ferris, a pediatric nephrologist and associate professor of pediatrics and medicine at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She and her colleague, Dr. Miranda Van Tilburg, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Gastroenterology and Hepatology, also at Chapel Hill, want young patients to learn how to manage their own disease before they graduate from pediatric care. In pediatric
3: care, treatment is always a triangle between the child, the parent, and the physician. And then in addition to that, often for these kids who have chronic diseases, there are other providers, that are in the clinic and available to them while they're there for their visit. So these might be dietitians or social workers or psychologists or whatever you know the family needs. And there's often this whole team around it. And people grow up with that team and that team approach. They really like their doctor, they're very close to them. The doctor sees them grow up, you know, they're close to their parents. The doctor's close to the parents, and all of a sudden all of that needs to
0: stop. Ben Tilburg says suddenly the young adult is under the care of an adult provider and no longer has access to that team of specialists he or she is used to.
3: You need to go and find these other services somewhere else. The adult provider often is not very open to seeing you together with your parents. You know, they want to see you by yourself. And then in addition, you just have a new person in front of you that you don't know, you don't trust yet, doesn't know you, cannot just jump in when something is happening and go, okay, we've been through this before. I know this. I know your disease and all that kind of stuff.
0: So it's a really difficult thing. For people to do. Van Tilburg and Ferris have devised a questionnaire to help reveal what adolescent patients need to know about managing their disease.
3: The questions we ask basically are Can you name your condition? Can you name your medications? Can you name your special diet? Can you name your allergies? Can you tell us if you make your own medical appointments? Can you tell us about how to go about finding new doctors? Can you tell us about what's going to happen when you become an adult? So when the answers are no and we confirm the answers, then we know that the kids really are not prepared to go to the adult
0: world or prepare to self-manage their conditions. That shouldn't happen, Ferris says, and kids need to learn about their disease management as early as possible so they're more than ready in plenty of time.
3: The first thing I tell my patients when they come into clinic, no matter how old the kids are, particularly if they're 8 years of age and older, is to have the parents share the knowledge with their kids and share the management of the medications at home with the kids don't do everything for them because if you grab them while they're still young, the pre-teenage years, they will be more accessible to learn and to follow a parent's
0: suggestions. Tilburg adds that kids can learn to be a team member when it comes to managing their own disease.
3: And they could be small little things. If a child is on a dietary plan. You might ask them to start cooking, or at a younger age, start preparing things with you, start picking out things together with you, start reading labels so they can see whether this cereal is something they can or cannot eat, depending on the content and what that does for their disease. So if you have diabetes, you don't want a high-sugar cereal. If you have kidney disease, you don't want to have something that has a lot of salt in it, for example. So these are things that they can start doing together with you at a fairly young age
0: says responsibilities should increase as a child gets older.
3: For example, in 11, 12-year-olds, you might want to know that they know the name of their disorder and the name of their medications and what their medications are for and the side effects of them. When you talk more about a 16 or 17-year-old, you might want to ask them your medication is running out, please call the pharmacist to refill it and go and pick it up, you know, so that they develop those skills. And the first time you ask a 16, 17-year-old to do that, they'll go, I don't know how to do that. I've never done that. And they would like put that responsibility back to you.
0: But Tilburg says that with a little encouragement, your teenager will do just fine.
3: But if you just gently sort of warmly support them and say, no, you can absolutely do this. You know, it's okay, figure it out, I'll be here. You know, if something goes wrong, that's not a difficult task. They can totally do it, but they might be worried about it. Once they do it, that gives them a sense of accomplishment and a sense of control over their disease and something that they can do.
0: Ferris says setting these kinds of goals helps kids to develop what she calls a locus of control. We ask
3: the patients if they think that their disease is going to be better if they do something about it or if they don't do anything about it. Are the problems with their disease related to chance bad luck? Or is this something that they can do something about? Is this a condition that they can help manage the course of the disease? And when the kids think that it's by chance alone, they don't do so well. Whereas those kids that believe and know that they have an ability to manage their conditions or an ability to impact the way their health is, they do better.
0: Ferris says it's very common for teens to get lazy about taking their medications, but that parents need to let go even in this area. Up to a point.
3: One of the things that you have to do is when you start letting go, you sort of have a check and balance system. So you let them have the medication management for a week, but at the end of the week, if you have a pill box, you would go over that and make sure that they actually swallowed it.
0: That's scary for parents, and Tilburg understands.
3: And their teenagers, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> they're going to forget they're going to eat the wrong way. They want to fit in with their friends and all these things. So I know it's a really scary time to let them practice sort of with their health is what you're doing, what I'm asking you to do, but it is a really good thing to do that in small steps so that your team eventually will be prepared as a young adult when they have to move way. You know, lots of these children will go to college one day, for example, and they're going to have to manage by themselves. So it's good for you to be there in the background and watch them, but give them that responsibility early and start to develop it over time.
0: It's natural for parents to want to protect their kids, particularly when they have a chronic health condition. However, research shows that being overprotective can have negative consequences, especially when it comes to developing disease management skills. You can learn more about all our guests by visiting our website at RadioHealthJournal.net. Our studio producer is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson.
1: Radio Health Journal returns in just a moment.
4: If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call this toll-free number right now. 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. By calling your addiction team, you're taking the first steps to recovery. Don't fight addiction alone. Their advisors are ready to take your call. Your future is still a bright place. The help you need could be one call away. 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This call is completely confidential. And if you have private insurance, there could be little to no cost to you. Even if you've already been to treatment, give us a call. There's no need to let addiction ruin your life. Take the first step now. Call your addiction team at 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. Make the free call now. 800-279-0419. Your addiction team is a third-party advertiser for various treatment centers and placement networks. Individual results will vary. Visit youraddictionteam.com terms for more information.
1: What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478